ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Got an issue you just can't fix? On the fence about what direction you should take? Been wrestling with a situation that's out of control? Let's take it out of the Too Too Hard basket. Basket. It's the one about wanting to change your name. And our two hard basketeers are Nevo Zissin and Seren Jayamana. They're here to help. Welcome to Life Matters. Good morning. Hello, Hello Nevo. Before we jump in, let's get a little bit of a uh, taste test, shall we say. How important are the names we're given by our parents or our guardians? Well, I, I guess uh, to me, I feel like a, it's sort of... You do often wonder how, how different your life would be if you were given a different name. But it's, you know, Shakespeare said it best, what's in a name? It's a, a rose by any other name would smell just as sweet. I think that's pretty good advice. Thanks, Serena. What about you, Neva? What do you think about names and attachments to the people who give them to us? Yeah, well, as someone who has actually changed my name, um, as a trans person who has chosen a name that felt more suiting to me, it it makes me think of um, the Andrea Gibson quote, which is one of my favourite poets of all time. And they say, may our children know their names are gifts they can return if they no longer fit. Beautiful. I love that you're both quoting Shakespeare and poets this morning, a very highbrow way into the too hard basket. And I love that. Let's hear the dilemma from our writer, Demetria. Demetria writes, what's in a name? That's something I've been asking myself a lot recently. I'll call myself Demetria Smith-Jones. So a double-barreled last name. Take note. Uh, While I've loved my first name all my life, it's my second, the one that belongs to my biological father that has started causing me grief. While he blew in and out of my childhood years, usually causing some kind of trouble, my mom found comfort that I took both his name and hers. I've given myself silly monikers on social media for years, but lately when I'm referred to by his name, I feel a sense of detachment and shame. I've started wondering if I should officially change my name and drop my absent dad's name altogether. How can I raise this with my mom without upsetting her? And will people take me seriously if I change my name? Thanks from Demetria Maybe Smith Jones. Interesting, very interesting double-barreled question there about upsetting a parent and also being taken seriously. Neva, I want to start with you. What's jumping out at you in this dilemma? What's What are the issues that you're identifying? Yeah, I think the idea of like, will people take me seriously if I change my name is a really interesting one. Because I mean, people change their names all the time, right? They change they change their names for assimilation purposes. You know, my family had to change their surname in order to come to Australia as, as Holocaust survivors. Uh, people change their names to take often their husband's surname at marriage. You know, no one really blinks an eye. Um, and then when it comes to, you know, people changing names for gender affirming purposes, I feel like that gets a lot of scrutiny and a lot of investigation. So, you know, when I chose to change my name, it's not that people didn't take it seriously. It's just that there wasn't enough understanding around why. Mm. Uh, and I guess at the end of the day, you know, a name is really important. Like I've spent a lot of my life not correcting people on the pronunciation of my name, mostly because I've been too busy correcting them on pronouns. <laughs> uh, but recently I had someone sort of say to me, how do I pronounce your name? And, and, and I said it and, you know, often people get it wrong. And then they, I said, you know, it doesn't matter. And they were like, absolutely matters. Of course it matters. It's your name. 
Absolutely. And I don't know, it just kind of like I had this moment where I was like, it really, it really does matter. You know, your name is really important. It's how people refer to you. It's a, it's a window into your soul. You know, if you feel really disjointed and detached from it and it's being used daily, what does that mean for how you feel disjointed and detached from yourself and your identity? Seren, I wonder as someone who I'm going to take a guess often has their name also mispronounced, what you're, what, what's resonating with you and Nevo's uh, comment there? Yeah, it's really interesting. I have had someone, I've had that exact conversation with people before as well, where I've sort of, yeah, my whole life downplayed the mispronunciation because it just seems easier. And often as, as well doing stand-up comedy, it, I'll be, someone will be introducing me, bringing me to stage. And I just know from experience, if I try to correct them, they'll remember the wrong idea anyway. So I kind of have no control over it. Like if I, if they say, is it, Surin or Seren, and I say one thing and not the other, they'll just remember what they thought originally anyway. So I've come to the point where I'm like, I guess a name is just kind of an idea. People will have their idea of who you are regardless of what they think your name is. And and uh, it tends to be less relevant to me, I think, but I, you know, I, I haven't had to struggle with any sort of gender identity issues and, and communicating that part of my identity to people. Yeah. I, I often find if, if I'm comfortable in with who I am and I know, and I'm sure about who I am, then the name just becomes a label and an idea that, uh, that I don't have sort of control over other people's thing. The interesting part to me is the Smith as well. Like my, my family did as well, try to anglicize our name. Uh, I think maybe two generations back and they, changed all the A's from Jayamana to E's. And oh. I would have thought that anglicising it, you'd just go with Smith. So to, <laughs> to me, Smith is like, that's a, it's a, it's Seren almost Smith like this, is what you, you're saying that you could have become. It, it would have been more anglicised, I reckon, that way. I, I, I think there's like a, Smith to me is such a, it's such a common name. It can, it's almost like a blank canvas where you can, um, put any idea to it yeah. that, that feels relevant to you. And I think that's what is happening here with Demetria Smith well, represents. Just, it is a, it's a, it's a, it's not the real name, shall we say. We've, we've worked with the, the writer to change. So Smith is a okay, stand yeah, yeah, sure. Smith is a stand Let's not get too attached to Smith. Nevo, you know, uh, you, you've talked about how your own name change. How was it um, with your family when you did uh, uh, adopt a new name? Was there a period of adjustment? How did that go? Yeah, I mean, it kind of reminds me of when I came out to my mum as a vegan and 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 my dad. And, you know, my dad sort of said, after everything you've put us through, this is nothing. <laughs> and my mum said, after everything you've put us through, and now this. <laughs> so it was kind of like that with the name, you know. In a way, I think the name was sort of the least of their worries. <laughs> um, but in a, in a sense, for my mum, it was sort of the most in, in, a, in a way because oh, yeah. I think she was, she was really, really attached to my birth name. Right. Um, and she was really attached to all of the expectations that she had of me before I was born. And I think that that is often the grief that parents show is much less the grief of the person themselves or even the name and much more about the ideas and projections and imaginings that they had of their children that maybe haven't come to fruition. It sounds like that was so, a bit of a journey. Where is she at now in terms of all of this? Well, yeah, that's the thing I was going to say is I think that when we make choices like this, we get really... we. we think of a reaction as permanent, but that's actually not the case. You know, that the story, it's never really over. It keeps developing and evolving. And so, you know, my mum 
went through absolutely the stages of grief and denial and some pretty, you know, hectic transphobia. It took her ages to adjust to my name. And actually for a really long time, she didn't know my name. So there's a chapter in my memoir called My Mother Doesn't Know My Name. And, you know, that was really, that was really difficult. But then eventually when she did come around, I gave her the opportunity to choose my middle name because I wanted her to be part of the process somehow. And I think that was really meaningful for her. And I mean, now, you know, it's 10 years later, she said to me, like, I never feel that grief anymore. I never think about your birth name. And if anyone ever says it, it feels really uncomfortable to me. That's so, so it's not static, you know, it evolves. Absolutely. And, and how you feel one moment, like you say, that grief, it dissipates. So that initial reaction that Demetria is worried about from, from her mom is not the be all and end all. So let's, let's, let's move now to helping Demetria with this issue. Uh, uh, Saran, if you were going to broach this conversation, uh, say you're Demetria and, and you're going to talk to your mother about this, how might you start that conversation? Yeah, it's tricky because I think uh, Neva touched on something really important there, which is um, like the expectations that uh, parents have of their children. And often I feel like often that comes from they just have an idea of how to create an environment where your life will be a happy life. And that's really what they want at the end of the day is for you to be happy and to enjoy the experiences of life. But they just have a certain view of how to make that happen and they're attached to that view more so than actually like it's easy to get distracted by that view of how to have a happy life rather than whether or not you're having a happy life. So if I was to broach it, I guess I would uh, try to focus on the the aspect of the name that and how the attachment to the to the father's name, Smith in this case, um, whatever it might be, it, how that makes me feel and how it's detracting from my happiness, I guess, and try to communicate that to my mother and and not make it about um, denying her projection or expectation mm. of how I would be happy, but making it the shifting the focus to my own happiness, I guess, um, and sort of trying to communicate how that name Smith makes me feel and how um, I'm trying to let go of that sense of detachment and um, and that representation of my father being sort of absent through my childhood because I, I suspect on some level. Demetria's mother would feel a bit of guilt for not being able to provide her with a paternal figure during. That's just a a, a wild assumption to make, but it <laughs> but it sounds kind of reasonable that her mother would be um, carrying her own guilt for. There's for a lot the, wrapped up in there, isn't it? Yeah, as we're learning I, I think so. Yeah. And you've been hearing advice from comedian, writer, and actor Seren Jayamana. Find Seren on Insta at Seren Comedy and author, workshop facilitator, and marriage celebrant Nevo Zissin, who you can catch on Instagram at Nevo Zissin. If you have a dilemma in your too hard basket, let us help you solve it. Write it up. Send it to lifematters at abc.net.au. ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music, and more. 